It's time for another episode of Bangers and Trash, your podcast for all things fantasy football. Right, September 10th, football is well and truly back. I'm uh, joined by Tony, Cello might be joining us in a minute. Um, yeah, Tony, what do you think about that game last night? Let's get straight on with it. Well, as, for, as far as a uh, appetizer for the season, I thought it was an incredible game. I, I, I have really, well, it, it's rare that the, the, the first game after such an anticipation, you know, anticipated weighted leave or whatever of, uh, of not watching anything lives up to it, but it really did. And I think it just got everyone ready for ready to go. I really, uh, I usually watch it in 40 in the game of 40 on Game Pass, but I actually watched the full broadcast and I'm kind of happy I did because the, Commentators made it even better. But yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was uh, it was awesome. What a start. Everyone's excited. Loads of buzz on Twitter. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm 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 a bit disappointed because uh, I've got the odd man out my head. I mean, we sat here and talked about the game, uh, previewed the game on Wednesday night. We said there was going to be plenty of points available, but uh, Paul Mike Evans didn't get in on the action, unfortunately. Everyone else did, including Bron. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not too worried about the season, but um, it's good to what, see. From, yeah, yeah. What you mean for Evans? Do you think? Yeah, for Evans. Uh, I, I think I think it'll be fine. He's always going to be a bit of a. It's always going to be a bit of an up and down ride. I knew that, and it's going to be, um, you know, going to need to be a few touchdowns in there. Uh, yeah, value, but um, Antonio Brown in the tenth round. Yeah, but well, we talked. We did talk about that, didn't we? I, I guess that's. First thing to think about looking back in the game, you know, Godwin looked like he looked looked like the target leader, to be honest. And Brady looked comfortable looking his way. I think he got fourteen targets compared to the others. And then Brown and Evans got like six, seven. But you know, it could be quite easily in Mike Evans' week next week. Um, I don't think people should panic. Um, I think the one thing I would say is try and sell Gronk high. Anyone who's got Gronk should sell him. You know, he, he did run. It was quite impressive how he ran, you know, the, the quite a lot of routes from the tight end position. And the other two are not a factor. So Brayton and OJ Howard did not look like a factor in that game at all. So uh, I'd be a bit confident with that with Gronk. But I think he's a sell high just because essentially, you know, those targets we just said, they're going to be spread across those three receivers. I think it's going to be rare that Gronk sees eight targets again. Yeah. And also, the other thing to think about there is, you know what happened with Rojo uh, and uh, Fournette? They both made a, a few mistakes. Are they ever, are they going to throw the ball that often again? Probably not. They're going to be up in games and they're going to run the clock out. So Bronx just not going to see that target share again. Um, I'd be looking to sell high on him. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think um, yeah, a bit of a yeah, they benefited from the uh, from the opportunity to throw the ball a lot yeah. last night. I think so. Yeah, there's a bit of a. I mean, yeah, I've got him as my second uh, tight end, so I'll be looking to sell him to Pietro Chervi, who loves to stash tight ends, so we'll see what we yeah. get to on that. Well, or the flip side is, if you're confident with Gronk as your starter and he's your second, then why not sell the person you can get more value for? So if it's uh, Hawkinson or Andrews or Kittle as your first tight end in that instance, why don't you sell one of those be, you know, kind of to get a higher wide receiver and wide receiver uh, running back and just think Gronk's going to carry you through the season you could think of it that way as well yeah it's an interesting one it's certainly given uh, well we were talking about Gronk outside of the top 12 when we spoke on Wednesday given a lot of people through the thought I'm sure so if yeah. you're a Gronk owner 
is reasonably excited whether you're selling them or you keep them. Um, moving on from the from the positivity of that onto a bit of mm. a, a bit of a sad news around Jess. I mean, the Ravens they cannot keep a running back healthy. I don't what know is what going, is going on, on there? In those training sessions. Yeah, there is, but um, yeah, the, the the obviously the unfortunate news for Jess opens up opportunity for potentially undrafted. Uh, in 2020, Tyson Williams. Um, mm-hmm. They're working out. Obviously, they were working out about the Freeman. They were working they've, out. They've, so they've signed. They've signed Freeman. They've signed Bell. They've signed Latavius Murray the last hour, and they've signed Trenton Cannon. So they got five running backs now. Two of those are on the. Two of those are on the practice squad. So the older guys, Bell and Freeman, will stay on the practice squad because it makes more sense financially. Latavius Murray, because after it's the 53, goes straight into the starting team. So they're going into the weekend with Latavius Murray, Tyson Williams, and Trendon Cannon on the team, and then Bell and Freeman in the practice squad. Um, I think Latavius Murray is going to win the job by week three. Yeah. That that's my prediction. Barry, I'm, okay. I'm, I think that's Tyson Williams is going to get off to a flyer. Um, because obviously the others have got to get acclimated to the offense, and also he's playing the Raiders first week. Uh, not sure who they got. <laughs> not sure who they got week two, but um, I think he gets hot, hot in uh, week one, and then um, yeah. But as soon as Latavius Murray settles in, I think he's going to be the man there. Um, so if he's on any wires, waiver wires, he's the pickup by far, in my opinion. Um, and he fits the scheme really well. I think he's he's obviously gone through. If you look at the others, Bell and Freeman, they haven't gone through the whole offseason with the team. Yeah. They were essentially free agents. Whereas Latavius Murray got dropped on Tuesday from the Saints or whatever last week or this week. So he's actually probably the most conditioned out of all of them. And yeah, I like that fit a lot. I don't think they'd lose a step with him in there, to be honest. Nice. I like that point around hitting the ground running. I think it'll be interesting. I know there's been a lot of scrambles on the waiver. I've had a scramble as well. Um, <laughs> what did you get? I actually picked up Bell um, in a in a friendly. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not not bad to have a piece. You never yeah, know. Exactly, you. exactly. You never know Especially if they're all dropping by flight. Oh, it's it's madness. It is madness. I couldn't believe the news when it came through. I, I know. It's a shame because we we discussed Gus a little bit when we discussed him, J. Rob, and uh, Henderson. I th- I actually really was really gutted for him. I think you know someone like Gus who's actually had to work hard to keep his position. He was going to explode this year. It's a shame. Yeah, no it is a shame. What do you think it does to Lamar? Uh, I don't think it helps him. Unfortunately, I've seen a few people saying it's going to help him. He's going to run. He's going to throw more. Well, that's great, but I think I think their offense is overall worse, um, and maybe they don't. You know, defenses do not believe in these running backs they're bringing in, and actually just focus on Lamar rather than okay, these guys are a running team now. Well, actually, Lamar's more likely to keep it maybe um, because they don't trust the running backs as much, and all of a sudden, then you know, you Lamar, it's the whole focus of the defense is going to be on him rather than. And the running back, I, I I don't think it helps him, but I don't think you should drop him in in rankings or anything like that. I just think overall the, pro, the offense might be a bit less prolific. Guys, it, it will will help. I think Mark Andrews looks like a lock now for the top four. You know, he was in consideration, Mark Andrews, with um, 
Pitts and Hawkinson. I think he's on his own now. He's in his own tier, and Pitts and Hawkinson is is a little bit after that. Um, so that's that's sort of the the major news then. Um, yeah. Should we get into some stats? We'll go back stats. and forth by Let's position. Do we do it. So Let's do kick it. us off then. Kick us off with the quarterback. Who you fancy in this? Maybe skip the obvious ones, but who you fancy? Okay, so I really like the couple of games I really like. Falcons, Eagles. Now uh, I'm going to pick Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, I'm going to go with as a start. Um, he's home. He's he's prolifically he's prolific. Sorry, at home compared to on uh, away. I actually really like the over under as well to go over in this game. I, I think it's going to be a very high scoring game, and we obviously saw what happened last night when two teams go back and forth. So I actually like. Um, the Falcons in general uh, and the Eagles players, but we'll probably talk about them in a minute as well. I I think people will be off Matt Ryan because of Julio, and I think you need to step back and actually look at the overall picture of Ryan in a dome in a shootout, um, and then you know we, he's got weapons: Ridley, Pitts, even Hayden Hurst, Russell Cage. There's enough around him. And he can obviously throw it to the running back. So, yeah, I would say Matt Ryan's a good start at UB. Nice. I'm going the other side of the ball on this one then. So, I've got mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts. Similar reasons. Over and under is very tasty. Um, could become a shootout. I've got a couple of reasons for, for backing Jalen Hurts. I like him all season, actually. I picked him up in a few leagues. I think he yeah. could be a bit of a cheat code um, with his legs. So last year, start four games, uh, scored three rushing touchdowns, so we know he's got the, the potential to rush. There's other numbers behind that that we know back him up as well. Uh, you know that full well. Um, yes. He's got better weapons this season as well. So, he, you know, obviously, Devonta Smooth uh, is, in the, uh, is in the game for him. They've already got a connection from college, so there's a potential yeah. of that. The Atlanta defense, we've already talked, you, you made the point of it being a potential shootout and what happened last night. They give up the most passing yards, they give up the most fancy points to QBs, and they give up the most fancy points to wide receivers in 2020. So if you're gonna if you're gonna be back in a man, um, and you could be back in some of those wide receivers as well. I think Jaden Reagan getting in on the in the actually as we saw last night with Evan getting in on the uh, points about for Mike Evans. And then um an interesting point actually from the fancy footballers podcast, which I do quote a lot. Um if you look at <laughs> if you look at quarterbacks. Yep who like to run against the Atlanta Falcons. You look at Taysom Hill last season. When he played the Falcons, he finished QB4 and QB8. So and wow. we, we all know Taysom Hill loves to run the ball. So, um, yeah, a quarterback that likes to run with a, with a defense that probably will allow him and will allow him to get that ball off to, to plenty of those targets. I think Jalen Hill, big scorer this week. I actually think he'll do quite well through the season. That's nice. my, my quarterback start of the week. Yeah, lovely. A couple of other, I, I, I like that. Like I said, I like that game, Jeff. So, um, uh, a couple of other ones, tasty quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick, a home charge, like that one. Yes. And Ryan Tanner, again. Yeah, Tanner Hill's going to have a game, I think, this is definitely, and obviously, nice added back into the mix. Um, yeah. Fantastic. So, should we move on to running backs? If you got? Let's do it. Uh, this might be fun, but any of the 49ers running back against the Lions. <laughs> so, 
So I don't, I mean, I'm just going to, obviously, I think most of it's a start, but I think we can start Trey Sermon in this game. Um, I think there'll be enough volume. I think they'll have field position. I think they'll be winning. Uh, I think they'll be right. Uh, so there's just so many, there's so many reasons why, first of all, most of it's a start, because obviously he's fit. I mean, it's a good, good start. But I, I do think there's going to be enough volume. Sim. The only thing that I'm a little bit concerned about is if they start rolling in Trey Lance as well into the game. Um, not not that he will take away from the running backs, but I just think they might get a little bit creative with their fake game. That's why I just say, like, it's week one, Shanahan. But if they just stick to the script, you know, being ahead, knowing they can run against two running backs. Should be yeah, I like that. I think Shallow Z is must have been burning because he loves he loves the San Francisco running back and he's just turned up. Um, is he? I don't know if he's on yet properly, but yeah, Charlie, oh, here he is. He had to get in on the San Francisco running back chat, didn't you, Joe? Oh, what did I miss? <laughs> just a fantastic game they're going to do this year, this game against the Lions. Oh, if we're talking most of week one, then then yeah, I'm all for that. But yeah, enough of the year. Well, thanks for thanks for joining us, Joe, Sorry. giving us that fantastic insight. All you missed was all you missed was Jalen Hurts being talked up. So um, I oh, know all I, my favourites. I know you wanted to avoid that conversation <laughs> anyway. Okay, fantastic. Well, I'll move on to to my running back, and then we'll we'll jump on the UPL. So I got Tyson Williams. Um, we talked a little bit about the opportunities he's going to have. I think you're right, Tony. I think he's, he's there's going to be a bit of a, a bit of a passing over. Um, once these new additions get more uh, familiar with the with the setup, but I think in the first couple of weeks he's certainly got an opportunity. Um, just for the fact that there's there is a massive opportunity there because there's a gap there left. So um, obviously I mentioned yeah. earlier he was undrafted in 2020. Now he finds himself at the top of the uh, Abbey depth chat for the Ravens. I mean, it is mental what has happened this this off season. Um, but yeah, if you drafted him, you start him. If you picked him up off the wire and you picked him up to start him, I hope. Um, but as we've mentioned, you've got to get those points out of him um, early doors before things inevitably change in that backfield. So the opportunity is there for him to do well in week one. And I'm, I'm saying start him and take that. Shell, do you have anything to say on that? Or Yeah, just quickly on that. Is, is Murray signed for the Ravens? He has. At this point, he has signed. He, he has. Yeah, and I, I just, I, you might have missed it earlier, but I think Murray by week three will be the running back there. Um, I, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Maybe not on, on, on how soon it will be, but sooner rather than later, we'll be having the, the vast majority of the touches. Absolutely. So get your, uh, get your bang for your back on Tyson yep. Williams in the first couple of weeks. Yep. Yeah. So, Chell, have you got an RB start for us? Well, I'm assuming... Assuming Tony went with both, did he? He went well, with actually, San Francisco. I went with both. I went with both. I think. They, I, I think. And Trey Sermon. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think that's enough no, that was going to be my shape. So, uh, I'll bandwagon on that one. Uh, apart from that, uh, James Robinson's a great start this week. I mean, anyone playing the Texans is always going to be a good start. Um, yeah. James Robinson would be my, my second shape, but he's going to yeah. start for you. Drafting him as an RB2, so more than likely you're going to play him. Whereas someone like Mostert, he was more than likely a flex, I say, 
play until he breaks. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the Robinson one as well. I think obviously that's a they should be winning that game. Uh, I that everyone thinks the Jags are going to run away with it. I think they're going to be close to that game. I don't think it's going to be. I don't know what the over under is on that or, or the line. I'd be amazed if they're you know five point favorites or more. I, I actually think that's going to be closer. Thing. But but still, even so, you know Robinson. The over under on that's forty five and a half. And, uh, and favorites of Jags by three. Yeah, there I you go by three. Just... So that's so that's what I mean by by three. I, I think a lot of people think that's actually going to be a blowout, but obviously the bookies are with me on that. I think they think it's going to be closer. I think the Texans. Anyone playing the Texans is going to be a running team for this podcast for starts and sits over the next couple of weeks. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so Tony, have you got a wide receiver for us? I have. It's Adam Thielen. Oh, Adam Thielen. Forgotten man Thielen. It's because he is forgotten. That's why I'm going to go with him. And I think the tight end situation there only cements those two as, a, as the consolidated pass receiving options, which can only benefit, really, Thielen, because obviously Jefferson was going so high in drafts anyway. But Thielen probably got dropped to around five or six, around five or six, and Around there, you're looking at other options as well. Uh, so in the same game, I would start Thielen over T. Higgins. Uh, they're playing each other, you know, the Bengals and Vikings. But I actually think Thielen is probably going to outperform someone like T. Higgins in that range. Uh, he's, a, he's a safe start. And he's got the scene in as well because Bengals probably can, you know, they've got the firepower to stay with the Vikings. I think the Vikings win the game. They're away. doesn't really matter. But I think the Vikings... And the Bengals, that could be sneaky back and forth if Burrow gets his act together. Nice. Shallow, we'll go to you. Wide receiver. Uh, I'll try to go a bit further than that. Uh, let's have a look. Yeah, I picked out, well, I picked out a lot of players in the game, the Falcons and uh, Philly. I, you mentioned Jalen Hurts earlier. I'm going to name his top target, Devonta Smith. I mean, if he's going to have a good game, I know people say he's going to have 100 yards rushing touchdowns, but at some point he's going to have to air it the ball. And I, I think you'll, uh, you'll go early and often to, to Devonta Smith along with the two tight ends. Nice. Um, I'll follow that up with Debo Samuel then. So I, I'm, I'm big on Debo Samuel this year. I took him uh, in a couple of places. I think we've already mentioned the Lions defense from a, from a running point of view, I think. Um, this could be a score fest. Um, and we saw what happened last night and people getting points all over the shop. So again, I think Debo Samuel can get in on that act. Um, and, and if you're looking at the schedule, San Fran have the fourth easiest schedules for wide receivers um, across the first four weeks. So I think you can you can lock Debo Samuel in on that. Um, but for me, I think he's got he's got an opportunity to score high tonight, as do generally a lot of the um, San Fran players. So I'm, I'm back to Debo in this one. Is he a running back? <laughs> is, can, he, can he be classed as a running back? Because he'll just be in the most at Sermon and Debo Samuel, all three of them being useful for the running back. <laughs> Obviously, they use him all over the place. There's a very jump. But, you know, gonna be, he, he'll have a couple of rushes, that's for sure, that game. Oh, yeah. It's gonna, I, think it's, I think it's going to be packed like San Fran. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see all sorts, I'm sure. Um, 
any more wide receivers move on to tight end? Okay, Elijah Moore, I think you can start him. So Jameson Crowder's out. Keenan Cole's a game-time decision. So that's a really deep, deep round 10. You probably got him in. I think you can plug him in right away. It's only him and Corey Davis. And they're playing the Panthers. So, yeah, that's a deep one. I circled uh, Jalen Waddell as well. I know he's a rookie and it's his first game, but I think Tua will... Um... Will prefer the short passes against New England. I know um, Gilmore's out, but still, they've only got Park on the outside. They'll probably play Preston Williams on the other side or Albert Wilson either or. But I think you'll see a lot of Waddle, a lot of Gaskin in that game. So, Tony, give us a tight end. Oh, tight end. <laughs> well, obviously, leaving out the big names, there's a couple. Has everyone forgotten about Anthony Ferkser? It feels like it. I feels like he's gone undrafted <laughs> everywhere. Literally, he's going to be starting, and they've only literally got two receivers on the outside. They're playing the Cardinals. I think we've discussed Tannehill as a starter. Uh, I can't see how he's not in the middle of the field, and he owns that kind of role that Johnny Smith left. But you know, he, he's he's just on the wire at some, in some leagues, and I think he's as good a starter, say, as this week. As, Gasecki fan, I, you know, you look at some of those. Gasecki's got Patriots. I know. Um, I don't want to say too many names just in case Chad was going to say a few of them. But uh, you know, uh, Dolphins are missing Fuller week one, so Gasecki was a name that I thought about. But then I thought, well, Patriots will probably know that as well, and they're not probably scared of Parker, so they're they're going to probably take away the tight end there. I actually started Gronk with Gasecki, which I was luckier with uh, yesterday, but. Uh, Ferkser is probably my shout as a start if you need to start a tight end um, and you haven't got one of the big names. Yeah, nice. I think, yeah, we've got uh, the opportunity there for, for Tannehill, so I think it's, uh, mm. it's a good shout. I think there's, there's points to be had. What um, I, what, sorry, just one more thing on that. What I really like, what I really like to do is if a running back is renowned for not catching the ball, Target their tight end, and especially if they haven't got that third receiver. I think me and Pietro have gone back before this one. But they, so Titans haven't got a third receiver, and they and Derry Henry's on the field for running play. So if they check out of it, Tannehill's more likely to look for the tight end than running back because we know Henry doesn't catch that many passes. So he's got two, a couple of things going from there. Um, so I'm, I'm keeping an eye on that for the rest of the season. Nice, Joe. Have you got anything to add on to that before we go into? Oh, I'm guessing you don't like Josh Reynolds then, do you? For the Titans? Oh, I'm only kidding. No, 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 I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that. It was, a, it was the same sort of... Uh... Oh, don't worry. Don't worry, it's fine. No, fine. I'll, wrong, I'll, wrong player. I'll, I'll jump in then um, with Logan Thomas as my star. I think we saw the footage of Curtis Samuel Winston not looking too great. Um, so extra targets to be had, I believe. Um, if you look at the, the opposition, the Chargers give up fourth most points to tight ends last year. So, I mean, I know that's the sample size from last year. Things change, but they average six targets per game aligned to the tight end. So that plus the opportunity to get more targets, I think, is, is a good shape. And then fits under centre. I think he's um, he's got a good opportunity there. So I'll, I'll be back in Logan Thomas. And I am putting my money with my makers and putting him in all my lineups. Yeah, what about you? 
Uh, I mentioned briefly earlier about the two uh, Philly tight ends. I like, I want to say I like both of them. There will be opportunities <laughs> for both, whether you want to start either or. It's always difficult, but I expect this game to be such a high scoring affair, probably the highest scoring of, of, of the week, the Falcons and the, and the Eagles. So I want pieces of it. I want pieces on both sides. I want Kyle Pitts. I want Calvin Ridley. I want Damon uh, Smith and the two tight ends, like I said. But the other one I point I picked out is uh, Austin Cooper against KC. If there's one thing about KC, you can attack the middle of that, that field. So in a game where, unless Cleveland run the hell out of the ball, kill the clock, they're going to be playing catch-up at some point. So... Baker will have to air it out, and I think Cooper has got a good chance to, to snag a touchdown. Nice. That's, like a, that. that's a good know. name, man. That is a good Jack in there. One point, one point on your uh, Logan Thomas call, Washington. Uh, they play in the Chargers, yeah? So I think you said about the Chargers letting in the most tight end points or, or whatever, Matt. Yeah. They, they were missing the best safety in the league last year. He's back this year. He missed the whole league uh, game. Um, year so is Derwin James the safety I think that might change a few things how they come to high end this year but you know probably won't make a difference for week one just overall I don't think they'll be that bad at, against high end this year. yeah absolutely um no that's a fair point I mean that's the thing if we're looking back and you're looking at a lot of this strength of schedule stuff you've got to bear in mind that yeah you know, we are we are looking yeah. back um but I think there'll be enough target opportunity with players missing to uh to do enough of a job in that position tonight. Um, that's it. That's it for those stats. Then, unless anyone else wants to chuck any in, or we'll move on to the six. I think this one's just a bit of a free for all. Chuck them out as you, as you think of them. We'll go to you first, Tony. Who are you sort of looking to avoid in your lineup this week? Um, ben Roethlisberger. If we've oh, got wow. a quarterback, Ben. And and they, and therefore some of those receivers. So I, I'm sitting Juju and one. Um, I def I don't like Claypool or whoever's <laughs> going to be lined up against uh, Trey White as well. But I think they got a good good solid team. Bills and we know Ben's um, probably not. Well, he's not great on the road. Um, historic. So to start off in Buffalo, that's a tough start for Steelers. I'll be interested to see how they go on that one. Yeah, I agree with that. I've got Clay Paul as a sit as well. I've got him in my, um, I've got him rostered and, and I will be sitting in because I think, I just want to see how that plays out. And I, you're exactly right, like, that's a tough fixture. Um, I need to see what that, you know, how those wide receivers are going to line up and what that target share is, I think, before I check Clay Paul. There's a bit of a wait to see on. Yeah. Uh, the other one, I wouldn't, I wouldn't start Marcus Callaway this week. They're playing the Packers, and I think they, you know, Alex Alexander or whatever their cornerback is, is, he's a proper shutdown cornerback. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people have been buzzing on Callaway all, all summer, which is good because, you know, he looks the part of a number one. Um, but just beware of that week one matchup, I think. I'll be looking to doesn't tend to, uh, to shadow anyone, though, Alexander. He usually picks yeah, a size, least, so. Yeah. Depends where he lines up. I think on that well, point... That... Go sorry, go on. No, no, go on. I was going to say on that point, I think that's where I'm, I'm sort of looking at Winston as a bit of a 
a bit of a sit as well for me because I think there's so much hype and a lot of excitement about, you know, is Winston going to replicate what we've seen him do in the past? Um, again, he's a wait and see for me. I think against Green Bay's legitimate defence. It's, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be, be clambering over myself to chuck in my starting lineup if I had it. I know Cello's going to oppose that because he, he will start in every. He's got treatment back. What are you on about? Oh, well, <laughs> well, 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 I'll take it back. <laughs> uh, there's a few sets. There's loads of sets we can talk about. Go on, Sal. Check a few names. In there I've got a... Well, Joe Burrow, I've, uh, I, I think, all day. You were just mentioning about the uh, strength of schedule and Minnesota will probably be coming up as a, as a green matchup for, for Burrow, but Zimmer's completely revamped that secondary, uh, the entire defense as a whole. So I don't think that's a green matchup. He, coming off the injury, he's got receivers who can't catch football. Uh, well, I won't bring that up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, can't see the football. Can't, can't see, see football. it. It's changed. Can't the football's the changed. Yeah, it's changed over time. So I don't think you need to force Joe Burrow into your lineup. He was likely drafted as a QB1, maybe. Your QB two, so I would look to the wide stream somewhere like a Sam Darnold or a you know a Jimmy G, somewhere like that. That's a big call. Mm-hmm. They're big calls. They are Sam yeah. Darnold over Burrow. Right, that one down, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Not mess around. Much of it. Wakes up in the morning. <laughs> Can you guess my uh, my tip for running back? It won't be difficult to guess. Is it Josh Jacobs? It's it, oh, uh, definitely. <laughs> it's, it's, Swift. it's Swift. It's, it's Swift. It's absolutely Swift. I mean, oh. you probably can't avoid sitting him, but I'm hoping he's nothing more than a flex play for you this week. The thing absolutely was, hate Swift. <laughs> the, the thing, besides the fact that Cello hates Swift, like, I mean, he, he, would, <laughs> he, would, he will sit Swift after 40 point game. Um, yeah. But nothing personal, right? The, the problem with Swift is, yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty around it. It's going to be an aim at the ball. Um, but the problem is, you've, you've drafted him as your uh, RB2. So yeah. give us a couple of players going to put over him now. Give the people uh, some options. Well, you mentioned uh, Trey Williams or. I forget his first name. Tyson Williams, yeah. Tyson, 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 Tyson. You don't have to remember him after a couple of weeks. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, there's one. Um, Gaskin. Even a player like Gaskin, even Chase Edmonds. Chase. I like Chase Edmonds in that, in that game against Tennessee. Kareem yeah. uh, Hunt should have plenty of work against KC. Yeah. Uh, there's a few names. No, that's good. And I think, yeah, that's, that's the important. He's got better up than yeah. absolute. Absolutely. What about Henderson? Henderson, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Henderson. I think that's a tougher matchup than we think it is, but yeah. They got probably... um, their nose tackle, I think, uh, for the Bears and the run blocker. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But... Akeem Hicks, or is it? No, is not Akeem Hicks. No, no, it wasn't. Oh, I, okay. I'll have to bring it up. But um, Henderson. I mean, Sony Michelle's probably still in the playbook. He should have plenty of work. He's off the injury report now as well. Yeah. And Josh uh, Jacobs you, was another you, one. Yeah, you, was, yeah. I was, was going to say Jacobs. Jacobs needs to get mentioned here yeah, in, in the sits column. Yeah. His injury is scary. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, keep an eye on Jacobs' toe injury. That's the injury that's popped up. Thing is, um, these are these are. I can't. How are you going to figure out the backfield for starters? And they're up against. Even if Jacobs was was is fit to play, yeah. Defense, it's just not a week to to roll the dice. I don't love Montgomery this week against the Rams, and I don't like. I, I would look for other options than Saquon Barkley this week. Oh, wow. Uh, well, I just don't know. I don't know how much I trust. Uh, he has it. Go on. I know I got him faded as well, but it, it's the same situation as Swift. You're going you're gonna to find it hard to hit him as such. You just got to... It was similar to me last night. I, I had deep playing in a couple of leagues, and mm. I, I knew that it wasn't going to be a good out, but you can't ever expect a four-point game, you can't ever expect to sit the first-round pick, especially in week one where, you know, no injuries, no, you know, form to go on. So it is difficult to sit back, but I understand the problem. Yeah, I mean, if you've got someone like Carson, Car- I'd t- take Carson over our Barkley this week. I don't know if that's balls because Carson's probably in the RB16 range. I don't think, I don't think, if you look at someone like Barkley, he's going to get all that work. But the, the over-unders what, 41, 42? So they know it's not going to be high scoring. Um, we all fancy the Broncos, don't we? In that game? Or am I missing something? Yeah. So, oh, you know, absolutely. and he's coming on an injury. So he could be sharing the backfield in a low scoring game against a good defense. Why would you start him over someone else? Another option. It's just, it's just the name. It's just the name that's going to put him in there and, and people are going to get hurt from it, I think. Damian Williams, that's probably the line. I'm looking at that Patriots-Dolphins game. I, I probably would start Barkley over Damian Williams, but that would be it. You're down at RB21, 22 there, maybe even more. Nice. Another ball pick then. Uh, a ball yeah. to, to check in the mix. Um, how are we feeling about Zach Moss and Devin Singletary? Have we figured that one out yet? Don't want to know. Against the, against the Steelers? <laughs> Yes, uh, not interested. It, it could be the text that I still say no, but yeah, it needs to see this. The death flex a tight end, flex a tight end. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. And what about Michael Carter? John? He, you can't start in week one, you, you yeah. just can't. This it's going to be Tevin Coleman and um, Ty Johnson week one, so uh, you, you'll have his plays, but not enough volume you to even flex at this point. Um, I've got a sit for Everett. Everett could have been a good sneak pick. I just don't think this is the way to put him in. I think the Colts are strong against the position. Um, so, yeah, if you've got Everett, I think season long could be could be a sneaky play. And depending on how he builds up, in that offense, but uh, certainly a sit for this week. Any other tight end no. sits? I like that. No, I like that shape. Yeah, Colts are good against the tight ends because they play zone a lot, so you can't mismatch. Tight ends usually mismatch against the safeties because they're six inches bigger than them. But if you're playing zone, then man to man goes away, so keep that. Nice. Any other tight ends to check in? As uh, Antonio mentioned earlier, I would take Gasicki if I if I can afford to. It would be one of them. Yeah, 
he's he's probably drafted as a top twelve tight end, but I would play someone like an Oscar over him if if I had the option. Nice. I would, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Ebron, I would stay away from. Talked about that earlier with Ben. Um, don't think you can start a Vikings yet because uh, you don't know how he can approach Tyler. That might be a battle to watch. There's a lot of tight end battles, I think, for week one. That's why I was looking at Gronk and OJ Howard and Bray. Um, but, you know, no offense, probably on the line, borderline. If, if he practice, I think he's practicing ball this week, I think. Or well, they're saying he's good to go. He, he would probably be the last comfortable tight end. I'd be okay starting. Nice. One more question for you then, boys. Who's who's going to emerge as the uh, as a target of the Patriots? Who's taking the target? <laughs> Do we think is it going? Is it going to go to the tight ends? Is it going to go to Myers? Aguilar getting in on it. Um, I think I think it's Myers. Would you be confident starting him this week? Yeah. I think he's a good start this week. Yeah. I, I don't think sorry. you're going to see... You're not going to see Mac Jones throw a lot in this game. He's not going to be asked to throw a lot in this game. But if you're going to ask me to pick, I'd probably say John Smith as a nice. top target. It might even be one of the running backs being the top target. It's not going to be a lot of long passes. Aguilar is going to get a raise what? completely, so forget him. Don't even think about starting Aguilar. Um, this is what I wanted. Yeah, Myers, Johnny Smith, maybe James White, JJ Taylor. They're the, the type of guys you look for, but these are all full PPR only, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to. Uh... You, could play, you could play the likes of Hines as well, because TY Health mm-hmm. um, is they're lacking in someone like. Hmm. Nice, that's a shout. Um, well, that wraps it up then in, in terms of our Hello. stats and sits. Go on, Charles, check something else. I was gonna say, I got, a, I, got a quick, I got a quick question. Go on, eight of all the rookies, who do you think emerges from week one? Elijah Moore, Rondon Moore. All the Moors. Give us give us some more. I didn't have a more, sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> Moore, are, you just, are you just wishing that in? I'm not I well, no, actually he's gonna be, be fair, involved. You did say that you like Ron Smith as well, and I, I do as well, I, but I, I, I think he's already he's, I think he's cemented as the number one option. I, I think the yeah. two Moors have got an opportunity. Especially Elijah with the healing called that play and crowded. And battling Tyler Croft yeah. um, Ron Zalmore was a great show uh, I think he went and drafted in the league that would have been on so whoever picked well played it was thanks to Jello saying yeah and, <laughs> oh uh, no coaching no coaching no coach oh dear <laughs> no. I'm going to have a chat to the commissioner <laughs> hey, it, was, it was more a what steal what than any coaching. He just said, I'm uh, thinking about a player. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So yeah. it doesn't reflect well for me that, but uh, you know, it's all it's all comp- competition, man. Yeah. Yep. Watch what you're saying on this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, yeah, I think there's going to be. You mentioned Joe that um, high school game. Uh, we were, well, we've all mentioned some games. Yeah, it's about twenty. Yeah. Uh, rookie running backs. So I just said Sermon already, but any others? Harris, do you think Harris is going to get a good game? I do. He'll have a solid game, I think. But he's a he's a fan. He's not a first round pick. But oh, sorry, he was a first round pick. So it's hard to base. I pick Jamar Chase, even though I think he's a, a definite sit this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey Sermon would be mine. Yeah. I think Javante Williams. I think uh, he's going to have opportunity. At the gate. Yeah, I think he is. I think they're going to force a run. Um, I think he's going to going to get a chance. That's a bold. That's my bold prediction. I want to get in on it's, the bold prediction. They're making all the right noises about him. So they are. They I, are. I hope it's true. I, hope I it's might true. be steered by the media a little, but uh, yeah, I think there's a. I think yeah. so. I'm going to back that. Fantastic. I guess that's. Uh, that's it then. That's how starts and sits. They're noted down. They now exist in the universe. We've got to stand by them. We'll check back in next week and see who uh, you know who picked yeah. the right players. And who's the oh, best. you didn't say anything about that. Oh, Chow, we got to hold you. <laughs> we, we got to hold you accountable, Chow, because you made the prediction that the handle is going to right score Burrow. So I think we'll have to definitely check in. Yeah, that's fine. I, I don't mind that one actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! His most his most controversial is the one he's most confident. You gotta love it. <laughs> right then, I'll take this one home. So, Tony, where can people find you? FF underscore lights out seven. Fantastic. Hit me up. Hit me up. Cello. DM, DM's always open except Cello. Yeah. <laughs> Cello, no Twitter handle because obviously he fears what could be. Shaking at him after some of the, the things he said. <laughs> I, I think Swift will probably be he, the first person to beat you. Is he allowed on Twitter, <laughs> yeah. though, at the moment? Is he allowed back on? Or? He's got a ban for, yeah. his, for, for such outrageous hot takes. Um, <laughs> so you can find Curtis, that. Curtis Samuel on IR. Oh, Breaking wow. news. We wow. all saw that coming, though, didn't we? Yeah, yeah I think from, it, from the footage, he did break it. No one's talking about Diami Brown. Does he step into that number two role? Because I mean, that's that's something. He's a rookie as well. Who is number two? Adam Adam Humphrey. They got. Uh, I think it's cemented the Logan Thomas shout. Logan uh, Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. And Gibson and McKissick. Gibson yeah. season. Now. Gibson definitely yeah. Gibson season. I think. Like Cello, you love that. Look at Cello. I do. And McKissick. I do. On Gibson. No, yeah. forget McKissick. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know this hurts, though. Swift. In it, John. That's what it hurts. <laughs> oh, God. Right. You can find Cello and his crazy take at Bangers Trash Pod, where you'll find the rest of us. Um, tweet us. Let us know what you think. Let us know your stats and sips of the week. And we will check back in next Wednesday. Ahead of my football. Um, and next Friday as well and some of the games so enjoy football with back and we'll catch it bye